Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to LiveWise Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're taking a look at some of the most widely held stocks in professional investors' portfolios. To see if our guests like them too, we're joined by Josh Clark from QVG Capital and David Mobley from Clear Life Capital. First up, we have IBH Group. It's an intellectual property services firm. Josh, I'm going to start on you. Is it a buy, hold, or sell? Uh, I'll be boring um, straight from the get-go. I think it's uh, it's a hold. Um, a little bit of sitting on the fence. Yeah, look, a little bit. I just think the stock needs to be a, a bit cheaper and have a bit more upside um, for me to, to you know, call it a buy as opposed to a hold. But if you look at how you build the bridge to, <coughs> um, to the return that you get out of the stock, you probably start or you might start with organic growth. So that was around 2% last year. That's a pretty low starting base. Um, it's on about a pre-tax earnings yield of around 7%. So... That, that certainly helps get you there. But for me, it looks like that valuation is pricing in uh, M&A. I've got a long and successful track record of executing, but you don't really want too much of that to be priced into the stock. Um, and I don't think that you can necessarily look at everything on, a, on an absolute basis. Because if you look at relative opportunities out there, um, I know the question's on IPH, but there's another company called Hanson out there that's got really similar organic growth. Um, really similar returns on, on capital, uh, great track record of M&A, just like IPH. Um, offshore earnings, r- very analogous despite being a very different business, and it's trading on uh, a 40% lower multiple. So I think that almost in and of itself um, uh, puts IPH on hold. Okay, its share price has lifted around 9% since the beginning of the year, so it's well outperformed the market. David, is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, it's a sell from us. Um, Look, I think um, everything Josh highlighted, we agree with really. Um, they've done a great job integrating that recent acquisition in Canada. Um, there's definitely some upside in earnings on the translation of the, the foreign currency that they're exposed to, but the valuation and the medium term growth outlook just doesn't really justify the share price, so sell from us. Okay, next up we have building services company John's Ling Group. It's down 27% since the beginning of the year. David, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, this is a tougher one. Um, for the purposes of staying off the fence, I'll say sell. <laughs> and um, the reason for that is, again, we uh, really like management and it's a great uh, medium term growth outlook for the company. Um, short term, there has been some insider selling, which typically puts a bit of a dampener on, on the market. And um, there's a lot of people crowded in that name and the valuation is just not good enough for us. Josh, I do know that you've liked this one in the past. Do you still own it? Are you buying it? Is it a buy, hold or sell? I, I think it's a buy. I'm honestly deeply offended that, Dave, <laughs> that David has said that. Um, but no, I mean, there's I a lot... I had to choose that because it was, it was either a hold or a sell. And, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot that I agree with. Yeah, management have, um, have been selling. It isn't particularly cheap. It is, it is well held. But if you go back to what they've done since IPO, they've grown earnings per share at 20%. So if you can find me more of those, please... Give me a call. Um, uh, love those kinds of, of businesses. And I think 
what they've done over the last four years, they've set themselves up really well to deliver um, not too dissimilar um, growth rates for the next four years. And I think that's where your return comes from. I think the opportunity set that these guys have got for growth is it's as long as your arm, um, core growth within the existing building repair business, uh, organic growth with cross-selling strata, <coughs> um, acquisitions within strata, uh, the, the disaster response vertical that they've just stood up and are seeing some success there. And probably the more exciting one would be the platform for growth that they've just bought in a building in the US. Um, and there's some early signs of success there, I think, with the weather event that they've had in, in Florida accelerating that. Um, and these aren't just things that, that management talk about, they're, they're executing on them. Motivation just oozes um, from the top to the bottom of that business. They've got equity ownership right through to the front line of the business. Uh, and I think that that will help the execution and, and that earnings growth going forward, so I buy. Okay, next up we have PSC Insurance Group. It's seen its share price lift around 4% since the beginning of the year. Is that one a buy, hold or sell? That, one, that one's a buy. Um, if, if you had a category of bottom draw stock, I'd, I'd pick that one as well. You can, I mean, you can sleep soundly at night um, with PS, um, PSA Insurance knowing that there's a significant portion of insider ownership uh, within the business that has a really prudent um, track record of capital allocation. Um, if you want to try and build the, the return profile for that stock, you might, you might think, right, well, a, a few percentage points worth of more insurance policies sold, a few percentage points worth of increasing in price, increase in price on those insurance policies, um, another 2.5% dividend yield helps get you towards a market type return. But they've delivered something like an 18% um, APS uh, compound annual growth rate over the last five years, which is well in excess of that. And then uh, M&A is the real big one. That's how they've really managed to juice that, that earnings growth by um, uh, prudently acquiring and integrating, paying the right um, price for similar businesses and folding it in. So I think that one's a buy. Yeah, EPS actually grew by 28% over the past year. Over to you, David. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yes, yeah, solid agreement here. It's a buy for us. Um, founder led, as, um, as we've just highlighted. We love that. Um, secondly, the growth drivers of the business, as Josh highlighted, are really independent of the cycle. So the broader macro softness is unlikely to impact these guys. And we're seeing quite strong growth in um, premium rates across um, the insurance sector, which, which they're a beneficiary of. So they've got some acquisitions, some great growth. It's not screamingly cheap, but it's probably never going to be cheap given that outlook and um, buy from us. Okay, next up we have Macquarie Telecom Group. They provide cybersecurity and telecom services to mid and large businesses and government customers. That seems really timely considering everything that's going on. David, is it a buy, hold or sell? It's a hold from us. Um, agree with you, Ali. The asset base is great and they're very exposed to um, the growth in cloud computing and cybersecurity. And I think, sorry, data security, I should say. And I think that's going to be a great space over the next few years but the valuation's more than captured that, so hold from us. Yeah, share price has fallen around 22% since the beginning of the year. Josh, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, I think it's a sell, actually. Uh, it's, it's another great ASX success story, um, still run by founders, uh, but I think there's a couple of key things that have changed within the business in the last few years. So it's moved from um, effectively a telecommunications multiple to a data center multiple, so the valuations, um, you know, towards, towards double the multiple that you'd been paying if you look back um, far enough. So much more expensive, but then also uh, it's gone from being a really capital light business to really capital heavy business as they plow a lot of money into, into data centers. The returns on that investment look like they're lower than, than the core business uh, and returns within data centers look like they're potentially even declining a bit just given the mix moving more towards wholesale um, 
uh, wholesale cloud hyperscaler type, uh, type customers. So I think for those two reasons, it's a, it's a sell. Okay, last one for today. It's no surprise it's Whitehaven Coal. Fundies have been absolutely loving this stock and for good reason. Its share price is up 220% in 2022. Josh, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, it's, it's a hold, I think, Whitehaven. Um, you've got some pretty extreme opposing scenarios uh, in, this, in this stock. You've, I mean, you've firstly just got to make note of the fact that the thermal coal price has moved from trading in a band of maybe $50 to $100. Uh, and it's now many, many multiples uh, of that. So it looks incredibly expensive on long-term forecasts or, uh, or longer-term historic prices. And then it looks ridiculously cheap on, uh, on spot thermal coal prices. One thing we know is that um, thermal coal prices have got to come down uh, at, at some point. I mean, in no small part, um, the energy crisis in, in Europe and the European war has had upward pressure on that thermal coal price. Uh, inventories are starting to look a bit better. Those, those phenomenon, uh, phenomena, I should say, um, are not permanent, so the price will move lower at some point. So the game you're trying to play is to get paid back on a really cheap multiple before that commodity price starts moving down. I've never seen a, a commodity stock um, hang in there and not go down when the commodity price is going down, regardless of what the, the numbers say. And, and even though they're quite extreme scenarios, I, I think um, they're fairly balanced, so what happens a hold, I think. Okay, over to you, David. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, I'm going to say sell for us. Um, Ali, I think, um, agree with Josh, you know, like the commodity price has been incredibly strong. The company is absolutely spewing out serious amounts of cash. So um, they're, do they're currently undertaking a buyback up to 25% of their shares. Um, but I think that's more than captured in the share price at this point. And, um, you know, the commodity price has been strong. There's some signs of that softening at the moment. And I think um, agreeing with Josh, it's pretty rare that a commodity company um, outperforms while its, um, while its commodity prices is, is headed down. Very hard to say when that will happen, but we like to be a little bit more contrarian when it comes to um, commodity stocks. And when the uh, commodity price is trading multiples of the cost curve, it's typically not the time to get too excited. So sell from us. Okay, well that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.